Hello, my fellow romantics, daydreamers, poets, writers, lovers, idealists. Welcome back to another episode of A Thousand Splendid Ideas. It's been a while. It's always a while. That's my bad. Some could say I'm inconsistent, unreliable. <laughs> um, but I'm back with another episode. And today I wanted to talk about the self, you know, self-love, self-worth, liking yourself, trusting yourself, all those really difficult things. Um, and I'm going to be partially like just going off the dome because I just, I am just, I just got words like that, you know, I'm cool like that. And partially what I wrote, just whatever I feel. What can you do when you barely recognize the stranger you've become? How do you hold space and patience for the stranger who has overtaken your life? Who are you? Who have you been? What is the concept of you? I often find myself saying that I don't feel like myself, that I want to go back to a familiar version. But what makes one version of myself less valid than the other? Why is one experience less a part of me than any other? Sometimes we fight ourselves. Internal battles of guilt and failure violently clash with the love and effort that we have put into our current selves. Know yourself at your core and let the rest of the noise be drowned out by how you define yourself. There must be a core, something to ground us when nothing and no one feels concrete. Everything is temporary. Everything is a phase. Everything is motion, including you. How lucky we are to be the ones with the awareness of the fluid self. For though we bear the pain and fear of change, we will not suffer the greater pain of stagnation. We're all looking for answers to our existence, our pain in the universe. The answer that has resonated with me the most is that of Albert Camus and the philosophy of absurdism. His philosophy of absurdism can be exemplified in his essay, The Myth of Sisyphus. Camus defined the absurd as the futility of a search for meaning in an incomprehensible universe devoid of God or meaning. Absurdism arises out of the tension between our desire for order, meaning, and happiness. And on the other hand, the indifferent natural universe's refusal to provide that. In the essay, Camus posed the fundamental philosophical question, is life worth living? When I was in the throes of depression, I often asked myself this question and paired it with a host of other heavy questions that I needed answers to for the sake of my life. Finding Camus was the change of perspective that I needed. Absurdism tells us that nothing matters. There are no answers and it's absurd to try to find them. This was the push that I needed to not take life so seriously. The Stanford Encyclopedia describes absurdism as paradoxical because people naturally seek out these answers in order to make sense of their lives. The beauty of the indifference of the universe is that its answers are yours to make. As a young adult, the question that I've struggled with the most is that of who I am. Who am I? When did I become who I now am? When will I become my ideal self? And the spiral into madness begins. In order to attempt making my own answer, I've broken down the concept of the self into the parts of it that I have experienced and understand to a degree. Those parts are self-love and the different versions of you. After an adolescence filled with self-hatred and low esteem, all I wanted was to grow some confidence. And I was so glad to have found the self-love and self-care movement at just the right time. For a young woman, learning about all the different ways that a person can pour into themselves, investing time and money and patience, I actually began to like myself. 
So it was a huge sigh of relief because I learned that I could actually do it. I was capable of not hating myself all the time. I began to take better care of myself, dressing better, learn to do my makeup, exercise more, got facials. I did the whole shebang. Anything self-care related you could think of, I was all up and over it. In the end, however, I was still unhappy. It turns out that vanity and insecurity are two sides of the same coin. Then I attached my worth to being a high value woman, the dream girl, any man's dream girl, beauty, brains, money, ambition. Vanity was a placebo for the confidence I so deeply sought. This was not all a waste, however, because ultimately um, it did help me change the way that I viewed myself. There's a whole nother conversation there about femininity, especially when it comes to black women. This is something that I want to dive more deeply into and hopefully in the next episode, um, but it's quite a difficult topic to go into. I, I just wanna make sure that I approach it the right way because femininity, when it comes to black women, is, is something that's so deeply personal to me and something that I'm not sure that the world at large understands. So we'll, we'll get into that next time. But ultimately it was self-care, you know, invest in yourself, love yourself, all these good things. But it was always with the end goal of marrying up. Like the the better dressed you are, the the more well-spoken you are, the better your like your table manners, the like higher caliber of man you'll be able to find and then all your problems will be solved and he'll spoil you and all these whatever that's a little tangent but back to the topic at hand as a deeply introverted person being around people can be draining especially as a highly sensitive person for this reason i find it easier to keep to myself to take long walks in the park and think through all the questions i have insecurity paired with self-isolation was nothing new to me but confidence paired with self-isolation could easily be passed for being content in oneself. Now, having experienced more life than I could ever have as the old me, I've experienced heartache, failure, loneliness, quite an impressive list, if I do say so myself. The thing that no one tells you about self-love is how quickly it can become self-isolation. How ultimately you'll become so wrapped up in yourself that you start to use this concept as a shield to protect from the pain of living. Self-love just becomes another public mask that we don. We misappropriate self-awareness and turn it into self-criticism. How do we ever expect to be free? There's nothing that I desire more than to be free. I've tried to look for it in everything but myself, financial freedom, career, living on my own, self-isolation. No matter where I go, however, I continue to run into myself and the encounters aren't always as pleasant as I would wish for them to be. Do you like yourself? I'm not talking about some. Oh, like, I, I, yes, I love myself. Like, I think there are days when we could all easily say, yes, I love myself. But some days that takes a lot of fighting, struggling with myself, especially for those of us who have depression, anxiety, PTSD, any of those, any mental illnesses or just, just a rough day in general. Um, it's really hard to to drum up self-love, but at the very least, do you like yourself? I mean, when you're sitting uh, at home all by yourself, it's just, just you. Do you feel okay? Or do you hate what you see? When you're alone, do you feel free to simply exist when there's no one to perform for? My new goal is to seek community. Full actualization, as described by Maslow's hierarchy of needs, includes love, 
and belonging right in the middle. Our familial relationships anchor us. Our friendships are safe spaces in which we can grow to become better people and romantic relationships help us explore different kinds of intimacy. Community love is a gateway for true self-acceptance. I, I met a new friend recently. Hi. <laughs> um, and we often, actually it's so funny because he's currently writing like a whole book on love and then like the different types of love, but mostly about how community love is really important and human beings are just not meant to be alone we're not we're social creatures we just are we're, we're meant to live in communities and i think this is so important to remember nowadays because even though social media gives us all these different communities that we can be a part of more of, we are more isolated than we've ever been the main realization that he helped me get to is that in creating different versions of ourselves or in in growing and changing it's very easy to to say that oh like i'm doing so much better now like i'm taking care of myself i'm doing whatever whatever but you know going out into the real world talking to people getting to know people doing things participating in the world is how we truly reinforce the idea of who we actually are because it's easy to say that i could easily sit here and say oh yeah i'm like a crypto ceo <laughs> but at least to me it almost feels like play pretend or I'm just deluding myself is how can I truly it's not even about seeking validation it's just being able to reinforce the idea that I have of myself by kind of testing it out on people if that makes sense my ambitions push me to set a high standard for myself that I sometimes fear I may never reach the important thing is to know that I am not alone in this thought we're all the same you're just like me impatiently chugging through the self-love process so that you can become the best version of yourself. It's as if only the best version of yourself is deserving of love and attention. Sometimes I wonder where I would have been if I had the courage to use my voice more boldly earlier on. I think a lot of us are really good at hiding. <laughs> this one is difficult for me because I am very good at seeming or, you know, being just open, just open enough to pass for emotionally intelligent and i am but at the same time i have a very hard time truly letting go and not feeling like i have to like i have to put on a mask in public i get people telling me all the time that i seem very very put together and that's because i'm when i'm out and about I'm very cool, calm, and collected. That's PTSD, my guy. I'm not some sort of zen master, okay? I am on high alert, ready for shit to hit the fan at any moment in time. This is not cool, calm, and collected. This is danger could hit at any time. But that's, that's my public face. And I would really like to work to be more free of that. But I, I say that to say that I present different faces to different people while hiding the most vulnerable parts within myself because I believe that there are some parts of me that don't deserve, that don't deserve love. The, the part of me that is deeply sad, the part of me that fails, the part of me that doesn't always know what's going on, that's lost, that's confused, and is feeling like, no, I have to be the the high value woman. I had to be the ideal, the ideal woman. And that's the only way that, that anyone will 
love me okay <laughs> but i ask again do you like yourself the lack of patience for oneself while learning while trying is counterproductive and extremely draining at best every version of yourself has done their best and has been deserving of love all along the constant urge to perform perfection is inauthentic and creates what can feel like different versions of yourself, who the world sees you to be and the person you try so desperately to hide out of the fear that they would never be accepted. No version of you will ever be perfect. No version of yourself is more worthy than the next. All that can be given is forgiveness for what you do not know and trust in yourself to do the best you can now and in the future. I think a lot of us should also be more grateful to ourselves. Take a second, thank yourself right now. Thank you, thank you, me. <laughs> we, you know, you can't go above and beyond every day. Some days, the best you can do is to just continue living. Mental illness hits really, hits really hard some days, and the most that you can do is just continue breathing. And even that is, that is enough. So just be grateful for yourself. Be grateful for who you are currently, because this is the person that's doing everything for you breathing, walking, working, paying the bills, eating, keeping you alive, thanking for you. And even just the fact that we want to grow to become better people, wanting to become a better person is what you want to do as the person that you are currently. I think that counts for a lot. Gentleness and kindness can be especially challenging to those of us that grew up without these things. Insecurity leads us to self-doubt, so that even though we have conquered every challenge we have ever come across, we don't believe that we will conquer the one standing right in front of us. You doubt your own inner strength and capacity for growth because of the tunnel vision of reaching a better self. What happens if you reach that ideal and you realize that you do not like who that person is? In our reality, you can always change who you are, but there has to be an awareness that this is a lifelong journey. It's a constant like the moon pushing and pulling the tides, so will life continue to move you in directions you will not anticipate. I have no answers. All I have are the core beliefs that anchor me while I continue to grow. All I have are the words of those much wiser than I. Another thing that I really want to talk about is that while it is important to seek out community, it's also important to learn to not attach our worth to other people, especially when you've been around abusive people. It's really hard not to attach your self-worth to the way that someone treats you. You know, if someone is nice to you, oh, I must be worthy of kindness. But if someone is deeply, deeply abusive to you, then you start to think, well, maybe I am only deserving of that kind of treatment, which is simply untrue. We have to learn to detach ourselves from, from the way that others treat us and to understand that that how people view us is really just an extension of how they view themselves. Most people don't really even like themselves. I find that the meaner someone is, the, the, less, the less they actually like themselves because why are you going around just propagating misery to everybody you see? What do you gain from that? It's because that's how you feel on the inside. You want everybody to feel as miserable as you do. Don't be that person. If you are, it's never too late to change. What are we, we've been talking about this. I hope you've been listening. If that's who you are, you can do so much better. Please, for the sake of all of us out here, do, do better. Now I just want to get into some quotes that help me keep going. I have hyper-focused uh, throughout some moments of my life on knowing myself. 
there have been extremely challenging times where I just had no control over what was going on around me. So I thought, okay, if I can get a, a firm grasp on who I am, then then maybe the, the dizziness will, will just will cease, will like will die down just a little bit. Maybe I will have some sort of control. That's not exactly a conducive environment for self-reflection, you know? Uh, yeah, so don't, don't do that to yourself. But we're just constantly going to be changing for as people, and I think that's, that's for the best. I might even be a completely different person tomorrow. I'm mentally ill, so that's very likely. <laughs> um, but the little system that I've devised for myself to not force myself into this intense situation of who am I? give me the answers right now is to instead just know a few core things about myself and that is very helpful uh, I think it's a good a standard to kind of uh to kind of hold yourself to or something to look at while you continue to change and grow as a person like do I still hold these core beliefs or have I learned something new? Has my Have my perspectives totally changed? Here are a few words that I try to live by. Aldous Huxley is quoted on his deathbed as saying, it is a bit embarrassing to have been concerned with the human problem all one's life and find at the end that one has no more to offer by way of advice than try to be a little kinder. Whether it be to yourself or to those around you, kindness is a choice that determines the kind of person you are. Next is a quote from Kendrick Lamar's poem Man's Dreams. The quote is, stand for something or fall for anything. What do you stand for? Do you constantly let life happen to you rather than facing it? Believe in yourself, in humanity, in love, the arts. It's okay to be starry-eyed. I would argue that it is much more difficult than allowing quote-unquote reality to slowly drain you. I think the most important point that I want to make with this quote is to value yourself. There's a, a lot of situations that I've been in when it comes to just interacting with people where I was just hearing in my head, stand for something or fall for anything. What do you stand for right in this moment? I stand for my own value. I stand for the respect that I deserve. I stand for the kindness that I hold in my heart, the kindness that I give to others. And I know that I deserve that in return. And that's helped me a lot to stand for not being treated any type of way by anyone. And don't just let life happen to you either. As someone who's a recovering people pleaser, I have tended to just let life and people happen to me, treat me anyhow, drag me in whatever direction. It's very destabilizing. It's very draining to, to constantly give to other people because you don't value yourself, because you only see your value and what you can give to other people. You're constantly just emptying yourself out. And at the end of the day, you have nothing left to give to nurture yourself. That's not something to stand for. That's not a behavior that you can carry on for the rest of your life. Who knows how, how long your life may be. Do you, do you wanna have anything left for yourself? And lastly, is the quote that changed the way I interact with the world on a daily basis. And I know you, I know you guys know this one. You're anything like me, you artsy whore. You know exactly, yeah, you'll, you'll know this one. And the quote is, is it better to speak or to die? written by Andre Ossiman from the book Call Me By Your Name. Is it better to speak or to die? Kind of goes in hand with stand for something or fall for anything, but I've always regretted not speaking 
I used to think that words were futile. It turns out that words are just like anything else, a tool. One that I only found to be useless because I did not know how to use mine. One has to learn how to use a tool properly in order to reap its benefits. Find the areas in which your voice is most prominent and cultivate it there. I believe in intentionality. Most of the time we already know what we want. It's just the getting there that becomes difficult. Maybe we do already know ourselves all along. Who are you at your core? Personally, no matter what I'm going through, I know that I will have everything that I want. Everything I've ever wanted since I was since I was a little girl. It did not matter what was going on. It, even today, it doesn't matter how how deeply, deeply depressed and and uh, in despair I get. I know that eventually I will get better, and I know that I will have everything that I've ever wanted. I've never for a second doubted that and I've always carried that with me and I, I just know it. It's as true of a fact to me as gravity. Stop constantly breaking promises to yourself. It's really painful to be someone with a lot of potential. Someone who's, especially as a creative, to have all these ideas floating around in your head constantly and to say, oh yeah, today I'll sit down and write that paper. Tomorrow I'll sit down and sew that dress. I'll do this and that tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. But tomorrow <laughs> keeps going on to the next day and the next day and the next day. And then you, you're sad because you, you feel lost, you're confused, you don't know what to do with yourself. Well, you do know what to do. You just never keep your word to yourself. Is the pain of that, that constant broken promise worth it? No. It's hard to get up and to do, to do these things because sometimes they just, it's scary. It's scary that, to think that, that you might fail. Sometimes you're actually scared that you might succeed. But in the end, it's all about trying. Just try. That's all.